everybody uh welcome to the sessions canceled podcast everybody somehow forgot their dice so sessions canceled uh today with me are isaiah hey what's up matt hello there and josh uh konnichiwa can i i couldn't think of anything else I'm sorry the rage can i just say despite that horrendous first try we actually all marked on time that time can we talk about that that was amazing no we no generally not supposed to i sam take us away i I refuse i i I, the mark there is 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 just so that we line up in the no i know i look we've made jokes about how we can we never start like all together at the same time anyway so like that 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 curtain's already been pulled like episode two all right fair enough um anyways weird this is a weird uh what up this is a weird intro how we doing (laughs) that's why i'm trying to pull it back josh well, it's your it. dungeon daddies here again to mess oh things up. No, 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 no. We don't. No, no, we can't not. use dungeon daddies. That's another show. Is that another show? Uh, yes. So I, I was gonna just bring up seventeen point eight percent, but you know. Oh, no, we can't. We uh, can't. Canceled. <laughs> Actually, I, we will Sam, be canceled. Pull it back, not throw us into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I thought this into the trebuchet. What do you want? I, Anyways, the, the so, trebuchet method, classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's classic. how we're gonna get Matt and Tafuchi. <laughs> All right, I just gotta shave my head, grow my beard out, call myself Keemstar, and there we go. Oh no, no, sorry, oh, I gotta God, be. Uh, oh, what, dear Lord. The, I, oh no, no, meme, meme star. There we go. No, with an M. I, no, you can't do your stupid name conventions too late. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. You'll be meme star. Anyways, so today's topic is, well about dice uh, when we should roll them and when we should have players roll them so because wait sam might you say gotta know when to roll them and know when to hold them I, oh, <laughs> my goodness. so if you guys hear about how two americans uh fell into mount fuji in a couple months couple few months uh you know why <laughs> Anyway, it's gonna be me and Sam murdering George. <laughs> Come on, that was a good goof. That was a good goof. All right, yes. Anyway, strong goof. Uh, yeah, it's strong enough to get you sent to Mount Fuji. Anyways, yeah, something like that. So, I've run into a few times where I've been like, "Did I really need to roll for that?" And I'm sure all of you have run into that as well. But I've also felt like there are times when I, as the DM, I'm either rolling too much or rolling too little. And sometimes games don't really like to... How, 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 do, how do I say this? Guide you uh, on this? No, I, w- I won't say guide, but don't really have good ways to handle it. Because let's, for instance, say that you have an enemy in D&D, a monster, if you will, that makes it so that players have to roll a certain save every time they start their turn in a certain radius. One is fine, because then you're only making the roll so many times. But then you have so many of them that you're like, all right, well, do I make them roll for every one of them? Or do I make them roll for one of them? Or if there's different monster types, how do I handle it? Because, you know, when you design an encounter, sometimes you don't think about those things. And then one round becomes rolling 16 saves before the actual turns start. Is this a call out? 
No, this is just a specific <laughs> thing that like I thought of. This feels like a call of. out. <laughs> no, because I, I, I feel I, like I'm getting attacked. I mean, we talked about this in length because we you're did. like, oh, oh, I realized, I didn't it realize until idea. after we started the yeah. combat that this was going to be a thing. And that's kind of why I thought of this because, I mean, there are other instances where your DM makes you well, well to do literally everything. And then there's the instances <laughs> where the DM realizes, oh shit, if I do this as rules as written, I'm going to have to make my players roll for their saves every like three seconds, which is Before frankly annoying. Yes. B before we get into the weeds, I know I feel like I ask this every time. What spurred this thought on? Out of curiosity. I'll be honest. I was scrolling through my list of ideas and I was uh -huh. like, oh, yeah, I've recently gotten to the habit of I like to roll for specific instances or events happening because I don't. It, 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 it adds a little bit of randomness. It makes it a little bit more ad libby. I don't have to plan out so much like whether or not it's going to fucking rain. And I'll do that in the background, for instance, in my Monday game. I mean, I, I also asked evens or odds uh, when I when I rolled the die and then had the players have a little hand in it. But like I, I rolled some dice to be like how the weather is going to be, if they're going to actually encounter the thing that I have planned or if it's just going to be uh, fake out, which it was, by the way, it turned out uh, it turned into a fake out. It was it was pretty funny because they were nervous the whole time. They were like, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. He brought up a battle map. Something's going to happen. Nothing happened. <laughs> Not a thing happened. I'm like, excellent. Now that I have them in the palm of my hands, they'll never know what to expect. But like, you know, that that's a personal thing. I don't do that with every little decision I make. But like, I was thinking about that. And then I saw my topic idea. I was like, yeah, you know what? We'll talk about that because I know that some of us have some either past traumas or have strong dealt opinions. with. Uh, yes, yeah, strong opinions or have dealt with the aftermath of, ah, oh, fuck, I just made my players roll a whole bunch because, mm. yes, it does slow down combat a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny when you first mentioned when you said in our our, our chat you're like oh i'm gonna uh, i want to do talk about like you know when to roll them and when to hold them as it were mm -hmm. um i wasn't even thinking about combat like i I'm did sure. because combat generally when you roll is so heavily like encoded right and predetermined mm -hmm. not predetermined that i guess predetermined because it was combat in in a lot of games is so specific and yep. the rules for when you roll and when you don't are so set in stone. I don't even think about this with combat as like an issue. But yeah, so so the idea so for, of the saves and stuff, it's like, yeah, hmm, you could interesting point. That. You can streamline that. You can. And it's also like, it's, yeah. it's the same reason why they streamlined initiative. I don't remember which edition, but like it used to be know. that you had to roll for every single creature in combat, even if they were the same creature type. I think so that's like, still like uh, the Norman 5e now. Like no, most it, people. Is, it is. It no. is the Norman 5e. I don't remember if it was the Norman 4e. Well, I think that's so, rules is written in 5e is like yeah, it is rules is written in this 5e. Yeah. Yes, but no, most it's people. Not. It's it, not. No, it's in the it's in the DMG. No, no rules yeah. is written in 5e is if you have multiple creatures that are the same thing, they all share an initiative. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is rules is written. Yeah, no, Unless, Matt was saying that it's oh. rules is written that every individual creature oh, no, 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 gets an initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, not, that's, that's not I the thought rule. that was no, rules is no, written. That's, everybody that's else was just saying, no, no. no, that's dumb. No, 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 no. No, that's they, not they, rules They, they don't do that. No. Yeah. no it, rules is written is if you have four goblins, 
and then two bugbears. The bugbears get an initiative. The goblins get an initiative. That's it. That's the rules yeah, that's, as written for 5e. That's if in the DMG. I, I think 4e also did it that way. I think. I, yeah, I, but I don't I remember. I vaguely remember. I would have to look at the rules again. I, but, might, I, I, might, I might pull it up real quick, but you know. Yeah. But my, my point being is that, you know, streamlining certain processes yeah. helps combat become... Yes, it's... Unfortunately, combat is very flowcharty. And there's kind of a, there's no real way to get around that unless you make every ability like super viable and every like particular class viable and cross-classing viable. It, it just becomes very flowcharty. But streamlining that flowchart can make it so that there's more time to actually do like role play things in combat or not spend three hours on a single combat encounter. Josh, I know we were new at 4E, but like combat did go on forever. And that's no fault of your own. That's just the way that it was because it was super board gamey. Well, yeah, I mean, 4E, I think also was an addition where combat was particularly long. It was, but it also didn't yeah. help that none of us were familiar with the rules. So the Absolutely things that not. would normally be snappy were not. Yeah. And combat, <laughs> so, being, you know. combat being long is kind of a thing that happens in most TTRPGs. I mean, yes, but I think 4E was... Story was particularly long, and then like, I, I I just think that streamlining the process and not necessarily like, it's not required to do it, but it, if you know that an encounter is going to be doing a thing over and over and over again, it helps to have a streamlined process for it. But if it's not going to be like a constant annoyance, like you have five people with noxious aura but they're all different <laughs> creatures or some shit like because then you you're like well their dcs might be different at, at that point i might just be like all right i'm gonna make it the highest dc but you only have to roll once because i don't know it, it gets annoying when you have every player yeah roll. that's one that's a way to do it i suppose yeah. or if or if well i don't know it, it's it's hard i'd have yeah, to think I, about I, that I, one <laughs> yeah it's 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 a hard thing to even like really think about but i it does help with the flow of combat the whole process and it might make those encounters actually fun to play through instead of all right now roll your save because even the dm gets annoyed after the fifth time they say all right everybody roll a constitution yeah, no, saving once i throw. realized how many con saves i was mm -hmm. asking for with that fucking blue zow encounter i was like jesus yeah. jiminy ham it's yeah like, no it, 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 yeah huh. seriously I was saying it's like, oops, all right, I threw five of them at you guys. All right, everybody well, make me five. It wasn't, oh, just no. the fact that it, was, it wasn't just the fact it was the three blues out. I didn't realize the Babus had basically an identical ability. Not yeah. identical, but very oh, similar shit. ability. It was very that similar. That was yeah. also oh, a con no. save. Yeah. I'm Fuck. and Josh, I'm not calling you out. I'm just using this as an example because combat isn't really thought about, and there's a reason why I have problems with combat in most TTRPGs, because it ends up being it, it almost feels like it's an afterthought half the time because the combat is like it, it it's not very snappy unless you're like in a group of people who's like been playing for god knows how long and even though we've been playing for over a decade josh it's like sometimes combat is hard me as a warlock i'm like i have the three things that i have to do and when i think yeah. about what i have to do i'm like all right it's it's number three <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's not hard so I like, mean that's somewhat class determined but also I think 5e yeah. does kind of that's just kind of how it rolls most of the time yeah 
Mm -hmm. uh, which, I mean, I think that I, I think that was kind of what they were going for. So mission accomplished in that idea. Yeah. Did I did I ever tell you about the the grapple fiasco that happened that's another, with Joe? That's a that's, no, that is no. another I'm example. Quite curious because about I'm, this I'm, though. Because grappling is pretty so awful. Joe, Joe, uh, my buddy Joe, I love the guy. However, this is the one one time where I, I wanted to pull my hair out. He made it was the entire counter where it was different waves of monsters, but they were specifically monsters that every time they hit you or did something, you have to make a grapple check every fucking time. So it was like it was I was on a beach, too. So it's like, all right, giant crabs. Oh, shit. OK, roll. You know, every time they hit you, which they fucking hit really hard mm. and then you're grappled. And it's like, all right, fuck. Well, I have to waste my next turn getting out. Then we killed them. Then a bunch of alligators so showed up. So wait, are, you, are you saying like this is just something he used a lot? No, no, no. It was just a one time like uh, it was like for a, uh, a one shot or a mini campaign he was doing. It was like this one encounter during oh. it. And I remember it specifically because it was me and the other players were so kind of aggravated because it was literally just grapple checks. It was but the monsters were trying to grapple us and they I had mean. abilities where, oh, the alligator, you know, it did. It does a bite attack. Oh, now it hits you. Now you're grappled. And it's like doing damage and grappling us. And because we're grappled, half of us would be restrained because the, the monster would say you would be grappled. And so it was literally what? us every other turn. Well, it was it was the monster. It wasn't the grappled condition. It was the monsters had the ability like when it would say in, the, you know, in the staff. If they block, hit you, they grapple you. Yeah, they grapple yeah. you. Well, and yeah, if you are grappled and if you I... are grappled by this way, Ooh. you are restrained. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, yeah, I was I, about to say, I, like, I believe the shambling okay. mound has that. Yeah. So I think it was like, yeah, the crocodiles or giant alligators, whatever. Uh, I think we fought a shambling mound or an octopus mm. or something like that. And then the last one was the water elemental. <laughs> and, every, and every single time we were all like, for the love of God, just kill me already. Just stop touching me. I just yeah so yeah that, I mean that's kind I, of what I'm getting at because yeah like, even if a mechanic's cool if you just fucking hammer it in five yeah. times over it's gonna get annoying no matter it, what it mechanic just, becomes yeah. a pain it's, in the ass yeah especially because you don't have like it, if it hits you it grapples you and then you have to roll to get out it's not like oh well you, you know can't, I have a you chance don't make a to save avoid it, it no it just happens like yeah. that's all that's that right there is awful because it's literally like. Well, now I have to make this save to get out. I don't. Well, I actually yeah. particularly don't like creatures that have the ability to grapple you without you making the save first. Because so, I was just about to bring that up. Uh, I was just about to bring that up. What do you guys generally think about that? Like the auto hit equal grapple, or so the the hit equals auto grapple thing. I don't. I don't like it because I, it it makes it so that you end up. It, it's an it's an action economy thing, but it's also it makes the player feel like they had no agency in the matter. Like they didn't fail a role. They just got dicked on. Well, you know, I, I'm you okay took with it their chance to avoid it. I mm, like if it's I, one big monster and then that's it. That's like the one thing it can grapple, but it can only grapple like one person or two people. That's fine. I, but like I still, other than that, it's like that we're like that whole encounter. It, it was just, literally every wave of monsters yeah it just becomes annoying and, like a and it like if okay I, i'll 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 give you maybe if there's one monster that can do it it's a lot 
better, but it's not like, I don't know. It still, it still feels like as a player, you know, I have to do something to get out of this now. And unless it makes me feel like there's a sense of urgency, I'm just going to not like it. Also, yeah. like, you know, if you're a character with Missy Step, haha, fuck you. I'm just going to Missy Step away. <laughs> well, so, like, I, I remember I, I ran into this problem in a game that I was in where we got attacked by a vampire. Uh, and we were at, like, just about the level where you can deal with a vampire, but it's not going to be easy by any means. And the vampire was specifically trying to kidnap one of us. And they were charmed. So that, you know, surprisingly enough, that character didn't have to deal with the problem. But it was specifically the character who was like sent to defend her just kept getting grabbed and then bitten. And there was just nothing he could do about it because the, he would just grapple, auto grapple again on the next turn because it's a vampire and it's got a stupidly high to hit. So it's just going to keep grabbing and then biting and licking you. It's like just scraping and licking. And this is deadly. Yeah, I, I can see like it, I didn't even have to deal with it. And I was like, wow, this blows dicks. And I, I couldn't even really blame the GM on that point because it's like that's literally what it says it does in the stat block. Like there's no reason why a vampire wouldn't grab you and then rip your throat out. You know what I mean? Like well, you usually, can't even finagle it to be like, no, no, he doesn't do it this time. Why yeah. wouldn't he? Well, usually at least with the vampire, it has the thing where like it can make a fist attack against you. And if it hits, instead of dealing damage, it grapples you. So at least it's not like I punch you and grapple you at the same goddamn yep. time. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah, that like, like that could have been way maxed. worse. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just oh, I don't know. I, I think when it's thematically appropriate, it can be okay. That's where the whole sense of urgency comes in. But like, if I'm constantly making saves because this thing has a high to hit, like it, it, it is has an extra high to hit, and I have to make the save to get out of its grasp every single turn, and I don't get to make a turn because I have to take my action to try to break the grapple, that's annoying. You know, because I don't I don't get to play the game. That's that's the DM saying, well, you don't get to play the game now, you know? Right. Now, what if it was like that's kind uh, of why I don't like the charm stats uh, status, because it's like, well, I don't get to I don't get to play. <laughs> you know? So here's my thing on the grapple thing. I was I have kind of a long winded answer. So I was like, then you'll go. I mean, uh, I'm a little split on it because well, there's a couple of things. One, yeah, it's annoying as a player to be like, all right, I'm getting grappled over and over again. However, the grapple condition doesn't stop you from really doing anything as a character, right? Like grapple just means you can't move, but you can still do all your actions and shit. It's just, you know, if you're if you're a ranged character, it's a little annoying because you're doing shit at disadvantage. You're doing your main thing at disadvantage. So like if you're a ranger who gets grappled and you're always using your bow, it's annoying. You're like, all right, I guess I got to whip out my sword, which I'm not as good with. Um, Well, actually, you probably are still just as good with your short sword as you are with your bow because the way 5e works. But anyway, um, yeah, so like on one hand, it's like, yes, it's annoying. You're repeatedly grappled, but grapple doesn't stop you from playing. It's not like you're stunned, right? And it's not that big of an impediment in terms of like, you're still mostly doing similar stuff because you're not moving that often in 5e. You know, like you're not moving around that much usually in 5e. 
But I do also understand the annoyance of like, if I don't want to be continually bitten over and over and over again by the vampire who's going to keep taking chunks out of me, I have to waste my turn on breaking out. So that's mm -hmm. definitely annoying. So you and have having to, remember, to make Josh. a grapple check over and over and over and over again is frustrating. And in that situation, I would be like, OK, what else can I do besides just breaking out of the grapple? Because clearly that's not going to work. Um, and then I would honestly in that position, I would start trying to like coordinate with the team be like, can anybody do anything so he can't just keep grappling me over and over? So but, you have to remember, uh, Josh, hold on. Yeah. Most monsters have something that makes you when you're grappled either you take more damage from them or they get to do a special move. they get an ability usually yeah they get an ability yeah like the vampire is, shit yeah so like you don't it, it's not that the grappled condition is bad right it's I not mean, the at condition least it, no i get Matt, matt's matt's case literally restrained them which is bad that's not good um you can still do stuff if you're restrained it's you just, can still it's harder do stuff to do everything because you're a disadvantage. I, but you I can should still also, do it. Yeah, I are, should also mention that. Well, so, on, wait. Well, but just just for context. Okay. Okay. Because this this fight was on a beach, every monster besides the fact that it was grappling or straining us, it was also then moving us towards the water to drown us. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah, that's okay. Rough. That that's, that's kind that's, of mm, uh, that's just okay. Mean. So here's the thing about see, but here's what this is this this leads into my next point though on the situation is, I understand the frustration on the player end of things on the DM side of things, though, it does make your life kind of easy to be like, OK, the monster hits and he grapples. I don't need to make two separate roles. Right. So in the subject of streamlining roles, it's good in that regard because I'm just making the attack roll and then the thing happens. I don't need to make an additional role for the grapple. And then as far as the like trying to drag people to the water and trying to drown you, I that doesn't that's kind of fun because it's different than just you know because a lot of the time enemies are just punching you in the face so if an enemy in the game is trying to do something other than just punch you in the face it does change up the, f the the flow of combat and make things a little bit different right like the fact that isaiah mentioned the vampire is trying to kidnap one of the players that does change the objective from just being punch each other in the face until one of us goes down to, oh, the enemy's trying to do one thing and we're trying to stop them. So like that can be fun sometimes to change up what the objective of the encounter is. So yes, I understand it, the but frustration, but on the other side of the screen, I also understand kind of how it can be fun and interesting. It's, it's the fun on paper versus the fun in practice, though. And I get that you have to try shit out to yeah, know I mean, you have to try fun, shit out. It also it also depends just, on how often yeah, you're doing I, it. I, I well, that, that's I where up? the that's oh. where the role comes in. Like yeah. I I just again taking the player's agency out when it's like I mean a fucking octopus, a giant octopus is the size of a normal person most of the time, if not like, like a that. little bit larger. So like them being able to just grab you like, OK, I get it, it's an octopus, but like they shouldn't be that much stronger than a normal human. At that point, yeah. it should be uh, if they're the same size there, it shouldn't be an automatic grab. It should just be like, oh, whose strength score well, is higher or some shit I, yeah, like that. I think the problem that you're having is is the the fact that you have to waste a turn on breaking out. I, it's like, more than just that. If it, you could. Well, wasting a turn on breaking out is, huh? Hmm. Wasting a turn on breaking out is annoying. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, imagine if you could make the check, but it didn't burn your action. 
If it didn't burn the action, 90% of the problems with grappled would be either, it would one, make grappling worse. <laughs> right, that's the problem, yeah. is it would make uh, grappling almost useless. Is. Yeah, it would be, do but basically would nothing at that point. Also make grappling like not horrible for players. If it, and so here, here's my consolation to that though. At the end of your turn, you can make the check without using your action. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a pretty good compromise. Because then you're still grappled for your turn, but you don't, you can't, you can take your action to do it. You can do before, something. Or you can wait until the end of your turn because then you can't move. You can't make an action to like, you know, shoot your bow. Like it, it takes away, it, it, it's a mind game then rather than like, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I yeah. either have to sit here and take the monster's special move that they're going to use, like what uh, the Tarasks devour or whatever. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. remember exactly how that one works. Uh, yeah. It's got swallow as a yeah. yeah. The, the only um, downside I could see to that is then it's like, all right, you spend the, you know, at the end of your turn, you make the save. Oh, I made the save. I'm not grappling anymore. All right. The vampire's turn. Well, looks who's going to get touched again. Matt, that's that's the problem with that already though it already works like that it, yeah. it already works like that it's not like it changes anything it just changes change it. when the priority of you leaving their grasp is is and like i said you can use like the, the system where you can use your action to try to break the grapple would still be in place but you also have the choice to try to do it at the end of your turn instead so I, right I, <sighs> but uh, i do have one thing like as a, as dungeon masters and as a nice tip have monsters that like if you're gonna throw like you know saves at your players at least make it like different ones like a beholder wait are we allowed to say beholder yes oh, i'm saying it anyways well, um, why would like we beholder. not be allowed to say beholder I, yeah i'm confused i don't know uh, it's up later like, so, like beholder is like <laughs> the, every eye ray <laughs> has a specific like you know this one like it's the the petrification one so make a con save you know this is a, a death beam make a deck save so like each save for the eye ray is a different thing. So throw monsters at your players if you want to like, if you want to throw a shit ton of you know saving throws at them, pick monsters that have different ones, or do need different skills together. Mm. I mean, you know, make it make it interesting. Yes, combat, I mean, know, more, yes, more make the effects be different sure. and have different reasoning behind them. And like, don't make it a passive aura for all of them. Like make it an attack or. They did a spell I think or something a, I think, because okay because it's the every turn thing that's really annoying with the, the right. saves. But I, I I think there's a point we're kind of ignoring or not ignoring, but I think there's a point that need that is we uh, haven't gotten it, to probably. Uh, yeah, based yeah. So it's like okay, it's annoying. The players constantly the players fighting the vampire. The vampire keeps grabbing them and using their bite. It's like, or, you know, the player keeps getting restrained or whatever. There is a frust certain frustration of that, of course. And it's annoying to be like, all right, I have to waste my turn on this thing. But I think a good way to all, uh, or I'm trying to, what's the way I want to put this? Mm -hmm. An important factor in this whole thing is that tabletop is a group ex well not always most of the time tabletop is a group exercise there are solo games but that's a whole other thing so you know you're playing you know in DD, you usually have a four-man party you know somewhere in the range of three to five is like the standard amount and 
it's one of those things where I think you have to take into account that part of the fun of the game is sort of that teamwork and that coordinating and that doing every like working with each other. And I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people like people DMs get annoyed when all the players want to be the best player and instead of all the players working together, because that's really what the point is, right? Like, it's okay if my class is underpowered because I'm helping someone else be cool kind of thing. And I think this is part of that where I'm making a roll over and over again and it keeps sort of shutting me out. So, hey, team, is there something you guys can do to like shift the situation can we coordinate and your characters maybe not getting to do something cool but you as a player can still interact with the situation by coordinating with your fellow players you know and like trying to figure something out yes. I think that's an important so factor I, in this whole thing I, I, well, I, it's, it's an important factor yes but the problem with that however is that this is assuming this is already happening and that everybody is making these roles. The grappling thing is just if it's yeah, one, if it's happening one, to everyone, one, then it's kind of like yeah, the grappling thing is just <laughs> one small example because there yeah, are many. So something I did want to say on the matter is yes, I, I agree that you should be like using teamwork to try to circumvent the problems that you're facing. Yes. Unfortunately, uh if we're talking about 5e specifically it gives you very little in the way of ways to overcome it using teamwork baked into it, right? So if we're going to use the grappling example, because we've been sort of rolling on that one for a while. If a vampire or a kraken or something grapple, actually, grapple, gra kraken's not a good example because you can destroy the tentacles. So there is some teamwork to be used there. But yeah. if Stick a creature vampire. <laughs> grapples you, if a vampire grapples you, it doesn't say that you can you can attempt to like rip someone out of the the vampire's grip so i don't think that's true actually i think most creatures that grapple it does say someone can try and get you out i i mean i'm looking at the vampire stat block right now so it, it doesn't it doesn't oh no sorry correction it's not in the stat block but if i remember correctly in the rules of grappling it specifically says someone can help you to get out hold on the condition also ends if an effect removes the grappled creature from the reach of the grappler or grappling effect, such as when a creature is hurled away by thunder wave spell. So, yes, there are ways to do this. So, like, if you teleport someone or you physically push the creature away in some way, but, like, there's no specific ruling saying that a person can pull you out. You have to, as I the DM make that decision maybe um, then the maybe it's only some monsters that say that some again like the kraken it says you can destroy the tentacle and that person's no well, longer grappled. no I, but i swear there's stuff i've read where it specifically says like you or an ally can try and make like a dc whatever athletics check I'm, to like get you out of the grapple yeah i i know what you're referring to i might only be certain creatures yeah it, it's only certain creatures though it's not every creature that so, exists. I, but I mean, I, kinda, I mean, <laughs> it is worth pointing out. Is any GM really going to say no to the? No, but it kind of a dig if you do say no. <laughs> I mean, it yes, depends because if the person is, is so high in the air, like yes, it depends or on the monster. They're so far away, like you know. depends on the Go situation. On. Is, is yes, the uh, I was going to say though, but that's that's the thing that I keep advocating for is like. No, a GM won't say no, but if you codify it, it makes it just that much more clear. I could have sworn. I swear there was something 
notified in the game for that. But maybe. if some monsters allow it, then that's a bit, you know, it's partial codification of the problem. But like, I feel like situations where you cannot pull someone out should be more rare than when you can, right? If a Tarrasque yeah. eats and swallows you, there's there's not right, really that, much someone can. can do. Yeah. But yeah. if, you know, Rod von Maromich, the, the vampire, grabs a hold of Scrimbo mm. Bimbo the Bard, there's no reason why you can't. You shouldn't be able to rip that person out of the dra- uh, out of out Rod's of arms. Yeah. Yeah. And then put yourself uh, in between them, like using yeah. a fighter's superiority dice, uh, whatever that tactic is, uh, Jeru one. Yeah. I mean, so, there are ways around it, yes, and that should be thought about, but, like, saving throws as a whole can be, affect the whole party. And, like, I'm not saying, oh, the, the dragon's fire breath, we're gonna have it, you know, like, you have to roll your your safe throw. Jake, roll your decks, please. Hi, thank you for everybody. And then, like, that, that one doesn't come up too often because of recharge. But, like, when it's an aura or you're using the effect every turn, like, let's say the Scarecrow's stare. I forget the exact save on that. But, like, if you're using the Scarecrow's stare and then it stuns the player every single turn because they keep failing the roll, that sucks. Yeah. Can I just... Real quick, I, are you, are you unrelated, about, are you, but I gotta. Are you, beginning, you put me on blast. Go ahead. No, I'm not putting you on blast at all. I mean, unless you have a white dragon somewhere, I'm not putting you on blast. Okay. Uh, well, I thought we you were please... gonna put me on blast or something that happened recently. No, I like I said, I got no problems with that. We talked about the other day. Can we please talk about how I'm pretty sure only the white dragon has a saving throw on its breath weapon that's not Dex. Uh, Why? Um, I think some of the gem dragons now. Or they change it up a bit. They might be yeah. The gem dragons might be wisdom. So, that makes sense. But I like, mean, I understand your frustration with that. My counter <laughs> argument being, what else would it be if it's a situation where the uh, big monster is breathing a thing at you because the idea of a deck save is you're jumping out of the way? How else would it? How else would you do it? You know. I mean, so the, the thing about that is when you have a cone and if you're like in the middle of the cone your character doesn't physically move with the deck save this is true your character doesn't physically move but the the fictional idea is that you're hitting the dirt you're rolling you know you're you're rolling to the side you're sort of like you know you're moving at that point at that point it should be something like they you know you you manage to get out of the flame after a certain point or like it only hits you a little bit because you did x because if, if able to honestly and I understand that that ruling would be very difficult for a lot of DMs to actually do but yeah because you know you're gonna have to move all these people outside of their turn can they take the movement blah 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 um so like I understand why it's dex but also it could just very well be constitution because like yeah, but then if you made them all constitution, Isaiah would be like, "Why are they all constitution?" So like that doesn't. Yeah, well, I, so like like let's Isaiah wants constitution to be different. Makes a little is bit his point. Uh, yeah, like adult moonstone dragon, dream breath. The dragon exhales a mist in a ninety-foot cone. Each creature in that area must succeed a constitution saving throw or fall unconscious for ten minutes. Yada yada yada. Okay, so first of all, this should just be called sleep breath or sleeping gas or something like that. Like dream breath doesn't. The name does not match the fiction here. But also, and, I can uh, see this being a wisdom save because it's like, like could uh, it could be, it could be. It depends on how the 
quote unquote magic is because if the fiction of the magic is that it's really just a sleeping gas then it would it's be mist. constitution yeah, it's Oh, it's a magical mist that makes you fall asleep. A magical mist versus like neurotoxins are not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So foot and mouth. So depends on your fiction. Uh, Oh, oh. Green dragons do have a con save as well. Okay. I'm a little less mad now. Yeah. I mean, you are correct in saying that most of them are decks. Ooh, emerald dragons have an in save. Let's go. Uh, I mean, more in saves in the game would be nice. What's an in save? Uh, deep dragons. How does how does one save, save with All right, so maybe maybe this problem is less of a problem than I thought it was. Okay. I mean, it makes sense that the newer dragons they've added to yeah. that. So you know, but singularity also, breath. Just, Hold on, that sounds really cool. <laughs> Do they shoot a black hole at you? Excuse me. Black hole. Uh, I, and it's a strength save. That's a weird one. As I, 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 I can see why. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can, I can see why. I can see why. I the the problem with the the saving throws for a lot of dragons, however, is the the fiction behind them. Like, yes, the black dragon should probably be constitution because it's poison. It's not. Like, uh, it's acid. Oh, uh, I mean, it does acid it's damage. It's the, uh, uh, no, wait, green dragon. No, green dragon's poison. What are you talking about? Oh, I said black dragon. Yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're spewing a poison at you and acid. So like, it's, it's it a, should it's be a, it's it should a poisonous be... gas that burns you like acid. <laughs> oh, what the fuck! I thought they just throw up on you. What? No, no. Oh, no, it's I've like been, a gas. I've been using sure. the black dragons all wrong. I mean, I, kinda, ex- I mean, it just says exhales <laughs> acid. So presumably it's like a pressurized gas. Yeah, I always yeah. assumed it was a gas, but I do kind of like the idea that black dragons just fucking vomit on people. I, th- yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah, acid gross. was liquid because I always metal. imagined the, you know, the D&D, like the pools of acid that uh, like adventures fall into. Have I, I been mean, lying to acid, is, acid is technically just uh, a, a part of the pH scale for a liquid. So like you're not wrong. You're not wrong so necessarily, yeah. Okay, so it is a liquid. Alright, my fans yeah, well, just breathing mustard remain, gas at you. Yeah, yeah I, I always imagined it like mustard gas. We have yeah. gone into a completely different zone, by the way. Yeah, okay. Yes, I know. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, yes and no, because this is part of rolling. I mean, true. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know, I feel like that should be a constitution save rather than a dexterity save, uh, because like, you know, how long you can hold your breath. Do you hold it until the gas disappears, etc., etc.? Um, unless you do the the actual acid, then yes, it should be next there to save throw. Can you imagine if Green Dragons forced a like holding breath mechanic? I Jeez, that would be rough. Yeah, well that that would be more rolling, would not. <laughs> or uh, you know, no. If you take a hit, yeah, because like the way it works with like drowning is like yeah, you yeah, can just do you it use, until it, you could just do it. I kind of like that idea actually. That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> In like, a, uh, in like a different kind of mechanic sort you of way, to, you know? Until you have to keep track of it. How many turns you've been holding your breath? I mean, yeah, but that's one of those things where I'd be like, hey, listen, players, like, we need to share this responsibility. You know, you need to help me keep track. Uh, yeah, hmm. but I, my point is, is that, like, that throwing more things to keep track of in the game is it can make it more interesting, but it has to be talked about because if you just do it and... You're like, hey, uh, how many turns have you been doing? Oh, I forgot to keep track. And then you're like, well, uh, uh, yeah. So Oops. here's a question. Uh, how would you? So forget. Let's let's. So because I I actually did this in a very particular du- uh, dungeon that involved uh, specific dragons in a game I that I played back oh, in the Durgans and Dragons. 
Yeah, it, it's Wild when I, it's, it's when I uh, kamikazed myself and my entire party to kill a, uh, oh, yeah, a golem, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, oh, that yes. old chestnut. The classic story. Yep. Good so, times. Good times. At one point, right, I... I and I, uh, dear listeners, I know they did this in Goblin Slayer. I didn't get this from Goblin Slayer. Nice. Uh, if you line cloth <laughs> with charcoal and you layer it up tight enough, you can create like a a very jury rigged gas yeah. mask of sorts because that's all mm-hmm. that's that, that's the only thing that yes. are in filters. It's just layers of cotton and charcoal. How would you go about? Would you reward someone for trying to be creative and like? Like yes, it would go against the mechanics you had in your head. But if someone kind of came mm-hmm. up with an idea like that, what? How would you generally think about that? Okay, so I, I have a few things I want to say. Absolutely, because I mean, uh, as a person, at the very least, uh, yeah, something. Uh, as a person who has been gassed, hi, uh, military. You have to get to <laughs> yeah. your gassed. I'm not in the military, and, but I've, any, I've heard the stories from my father. <laughs> any any time you get tear gas, it's fucking awful. Like it's, it is awful i i literally like you cannot breathe because your body doesn't think there's oxygen you hold your breath that's fine but you can't see now your skin is literally burning like getting gas is not fun so like if there's poison gas around because i mean that's essentially what getting tear gas is (laughs) it's just poison in the air uh you're not gonna have a good time yeah, what's wrong? Just, I'm looking at the dragon's list in my brain mixed the words green with indigo. So I just read that as fairy dragon gringo. Nice, 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 nice. I want the fairy dragon to have its top button buttoned up. <laughs> <laughs> it just hits you with an orale. Hi. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> I'm sorry, please keep going. I just couldn't help. So, like, I love anyways. So. So yeah, like you can oh hold your God. breath in this shit, but like, it's gonna suck. You're gonna have a bad time. That's why right. I think Constitution. Even saving. though you like, like jury rigged a gas mask, it's still yeah. shitty. It's still shitty. Like the the biggest thing is that like you really you can't see because your eyes are stinging and they water up and your body's like I you shouldn't you close your fucking eyes, moron. <laughs> so. You know, like, I, for instance, I remember when I got out of the tear gas chamber, I literally could not recognize what was in front of me. Like, I could see, but I couldn't recognize it. So, like, it, it's it's not a great experience. So, like, it should, if you're going to get poison gas for an attack, it should not be a great experience for your players. Jury rigging it should definitely give them something, though. You should reward them for that, because if they can bury you, they can do a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem with also, also it's one of those things where if you if you encourage that behavior on a simple level, then they will likely do it later down the line when things start to get more complicated, which is good because yeah. then you as a GM yeah. you can throw more stuff around because you're absolutely you rely on them to come up with better ideas to deal with it and stuff. So you know it's kind of a it's kind of a benefit for everyone. Okay. Yeah, always absolutely. reward player creativity because I, I was you want to that. Yeah. I was thinking about how I would handle it. Honestly, if they did that, I would say as long as they're moving at uh, half speed or less to sort of indicate that they're taking shallower breaths and they're trying to keep the shit out of their system as much as possible, I probably wouldn't even make them roll for it. But the second something like 
active goes on, like let's say like a trip, like a, a spike trap starts deploying behind them and they have to start running away from it. That's when I would start fortune rolls, right? Because you're you're going to have to start breathing. You're going to have to start circulating that poison through your body to get what you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't <laughs> see now. This this is a good good. This is a good on topic thing, right? Now, yeah. The amount of rolls you would be having them make mm-hmm. in the situa- situation. You definitely don't want to be like, all right, roll for me every six seconds. Like, that's yeah, no, that, fucking no. It ends up being annoying. Yes, yeah, like, you I definitely agree. would have to come up for some sort of, you definitely want to have some sort of situation where it's like, only roll when it's pertinent and relevant, and when they're do, sort of doing things in between, as long as they're mostly on top of their mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah, don't be up their ass about it, because... Shh. Being up players ass about rolling is, first of all, it's annoying for you because you have to remember it. And it's annoying for them because rolling the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, just, over it's just over it's just irritating. <laughs> I So uh, another way that you could handle that, though, is so you could have them do an initial roll to see how their body is handling the poison. And then when they do something active, have them roll again because. Yeah. Yeah, you you, they're that. they're changing their state so like changing the state it, yeah it, i mean it, it reduces honestly the amount of roll it's kind of hold, hold, hold you're both talking at the same time hold on i know it was sam talking i didn't quite hear him yeah um, I, I was talking i mean this happens all the time it's fine <laughs> it's one of those things it's it's honestly kind of like it's the everyone uh, we should probably make a drinking game out of this at this point everyone take a shot matt uh, josh is going to mention power by the apocalypse it's kind of the logic for power by the apocalypse you only roll when the roll is relevant and when the dice hitting the table is actually something that matters so you don't want to just roll if it's not going to change the scenario in any way right so if i'm playing dungeon world and I'm dealing with a gas and like, oh, there's gas in the area or whatever. I'm not having my players roll defy danger every five minutes because that's not the point, right? There's nothing changing whether they fail or pass on like a little small five minute increment. I might have them roll defy danger once. And then like Sam said, once the situation changes, it's like, okay, now we roll again because things have shifted up enough to warrant another roll. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if D&D says to do that explicitly, but I do think you should do it in D&D and most games do not ask for roles. If the scenario is the same and the outcome is irrelevant, do not ask for roles. I don't think that that's that's even mentioned in a lot of games. I don't think it is. I I, like it should be. I think it it should be because honestly, the scenario changing because for instance, like if you're doing a chase scene and you're like, hey, roll athletics for me, you know, the situation isn't changing that often unless you roll poorly and you get attacked or you get caught or whatever. Then you right. should change the dice. If you're just running down or, a straight corridor, yeah, it's like, like I shouldn't have to be re- making an athletics check every single step of the way unless right. they catch up to me or I say I'm going to try to book it harder. Yeah. Um, but like in that instance, you should probably only be allowed to do that once because you know, yeah. Can you really book it harder than you booking it harder? Right. You can only, yeah. You can only go. You can, <laughs> can only sprint you really so hard. Harder than you booking it harder. Yeah. That's gonna. That's that's going into the chapters. Okay. Yeah. It's like you can only <laughs> sprint so hard, right? Like there's yeah. there's a physical limitation. And like limitation. once you start, and once you start sprinting, like you know, you're you're already gassing yourself, and like unless you're cross country runner. Uh, that's also a sprinter. God fucking bless you if you are. Animal. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Like, you know, that shit's hard. So like, yeah, it 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 all like rolls like that should be 
I roll once to see how my beginning state is. And then if I try to change my state or if something else uh, interacts with it, then I roll again. Yeah. I okay. actually have another no. an another another thing to talk about. Yes. So I have asked players in the past, and this is mostly my Monday game because they're all relatively new and they're kind of like, well, we don't want a meta game too hard. Oh, um, that's adorable that they're worried about that. I well, so so, so here's here's my thing. So I'll ask. Uh, they'll be like, oh, do we do we find any shelter nearby that we can like avoid the rainstorm in? And I'm like, okay, make me uh investigation or a perception roll. I don't whatever, which one, which one do you want to do? I don't mm -hmm. care. And they're like, okay, but can we all do it? I'm like, well, yeah, you're all searching. Right. And they're like, well, we, we just asked because we don't want a metagame. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Because you are all searching. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Makes sense. All it's of you are doing it. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting at a lockpick and going, can we all roll? Right. No. <laughs> In that case, so, no, you can't all roll. There's only one lockpick. Yeah. So, but that that's or another lock, instance of when you like you when players ask for the ability to help with the role or do the role themselves like there that's also another thing that should be talked about more because a lot of the yeah. time it's like we don't oh you know uh we're not gonna allow all the players to do this like for the investigation thing like unless the player's character is engaged in something like combat they should be allowed to investigate a room with their friends or now, help. here's here's Use my question with that scenario because mm -hmm. i this this one this one i think comes up quite a fair bit yeah where when you're dealing with an investigating if you're you know you're investigating or everybody's climbing up a wall or like um what's another good i don't know i can't think of another good example but like everyone's doing a thing physically Yep. Most people are on the same page. If all of you are doing it all physically, everybody's rolling, right? Yep. That's generally like, sure, fine. The thing where people start to get a little iffy about that specific scenario you just mentioned, Sam, is, and the reason your players are probably asking is because of this, is the idea of, okay, all of us just got a piece of information and then every player goes, can I make a history check? Well, can I make a history check? Well, can I? Because the first player failed. So the second player is like, well, can I try? And then the third player is like, well, can I try? And some people get a little iffy about that because the players obviously see each other rolling dice, but the characters do not like Grog the Barbarian does not yeah. look at Scanlan the Bard and know that he's thinking about something unless so, he can read his mind. So do you let them all make the history check in a row? So, uh, so, so, so honestly, yeah. um, I, I will, I will leave that My up to player yes, agency. My answer is yes, by the way. I let them do it. I, yeah, no, I, I would let them do that. I, I, it all comes down to player agency because at that point it's like, well, would my character do that? If my character's a moron, why would he have ever done this? And then I'll ask, why do you know this? Because yeah, you know, well, that, it's that, not that even that the, that if, I don't something. even think it's but the also, why that bothers people necessarily i think it's the idea that oh you're well, all just rolling because you guys just want to succeed and it doesn't the, actually make it's, sense it's the meta gaming it's the, the gaming part yeah but like yeah, but honestly pilot. with that particular thing it, it makes sense for everybody to be like have i heard of that before like because i think it does history, too but some history check don't. in that specific example because i'm sure there are other examples yeah, like so, oh well yeah. i don't understand this language so why would i even know what's written here without the person that's 
taught, like, yeah. trying to do the check, explaining it to me. Again, it comes down to player agency. I'm not generally going to say no, but I'll ask, why would you know something about this? Although, but, yeah, uh, so that's... Or, that's... or I'll <laughs> ask, who wants to make a history check for this? Yeah. Mm. Also, Before funny, funny workaround on the language one, though. The person reading the language, if they turn to their friends and explain what they're reading, then I'll let everyone make the check, because... You explained yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, like, but but <laughs> without that, they shouldn't be able to just make the roll yeah. because they don't know what they're looking at. Yeah, Anyways, well, I, was, I was I was gonna say the way that I usually do it is that I will say that for the most part, if it's if it's basic enough, I'll say yeah, sure, everybody can roll. If it's a little bit more obscure, then I'll say anyone with uh, proficiency or I was that just could, about to say would that. have yeah. a personal attachment to a certain subject, then can roll. And very rarely will I just be like only people who are like, well, actually, that's not true. If it does matter to someone like specifically be like, you can roll. No one else can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I rarely do that. But definitely I like the proficiency one a lot where it's like this is so obscure that even though like it's a situation where the knowledge is so odd and obscure that it's like, yeah, you could potentially get a nat 20 which would clear the DC I'm thinking of, but you don't give a shit about this particular topic. So even you getting a nat 20, it's like really weird that you would know this thing, right? Like if it's like, well, that's, if, that's where if the, you're, why if would you're, you know meanwhile, this? the character who's proficient in history is an architect or, uh, or uh, sorry, an archeologist. So it's like, they would be interested in this, you know, like, so I do like using the proficiency one. That's a, that's a handy, like barrier to put up. Yeah. Hmm. I, I used to have a player that, he specifically thought for the longest time that you couldn't make an ability check unless you were proficient in the skill. Oh so when God. I would ask people Ooh, God, for like, I... yeah, I, I would ask the group. I'm like, all right, everybody make a history check or make an arcana check or whatever. He'd look around and he'd be like, why is everybody rolling? Like, does anyone proficient I... with arcana? And, and I was like, no, dude, it's it's fine. It doesn't matter. He's like, no, no, that's not the rules. And I'm like, but the, what? what? And I'd have to look. And it was one of these things, I guess, in older editions that you couldn't roll a skill check unless you were proficient in it. I don't know which so, edition, but this is so something like, that, you know, was mentioned so like to me. Third edition, uh, if you didn't have any points in this skill, you were absolute garbo, like just garbo or straight trubbish. Because the skill checks would end up being so high because you'd have to put so many skill points in it. So it's possible that he was thinking about that. I don't know about first edition, second edition. I don't even remember fourth edition checks all that well, honestly. I don't think we even did them that much. But like, yeah, I don't remember. I can see why someone would think that, but why would you then calculate the roll, like the the the, the bonus to the roll? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's fair enough. Mm. God damn it! I can't stop yawning. This is so annoying. Stop forehead. I wish. Right. Uh, so I, I okay. I kind of I had a I had a question that sort of uh, that. Robert ran into that into uh, out of the okay. previous one, and that is, uh, do you use five uh, E refers to them as uh, automatic successes? I know them from a different phrase, but I can't remember what that phrase is. And if you do use them, how often do you use them, and what are their limitations? And I will explain. If a if a player's passive would equal or surpass the DC that you think that it should be. How often does that come into play for you? Do you use it at all? What are the limitations of it? So uh, I use something similar. Well, uh, I, I feel like we should explain 
before before we get into it, I think it's worth pointing out how, like what that how this is actually calculated because this is definitely one of those rules. This is fun. This is one of those funny rules that everyone uses and doesn't realize they're using because everyone uses passive perception, right? Yeah. But not but I don't, a lot of people do not realize that the way passive perception is calculated applies to all the stats in the game. Right, that's why they have the whole taking 10 rule and all yeah, that Well, no, stuff. so yeah. it's not taking 10. Taking 10 is a slightly different thing, and D&D does not use taking 10. So the the basically the idea or the way that, that it functions, so everyone's on the same page, every score, every, what are they called? Every ability has a passive score, which is why on your character sheet, you'll see you have a passive perception. And the calculation is real simple. It is literally just 10 plus whatever your normal modifier for that skill would be. So if I have a five in Arcana, my passive Arcana is 15. It's just 10 plus what I have in that skill. So it's 15. So your passive perception is it's the same deal and you can apply that to every skill. So the thing Isaiah is talking about is if you have a situation where the DC of something is 12, uh, let's say it's an athletics check with a DC 12 and your barbarian has a passive athletics score of 18. So 10. So they have an eight in athletics. Then you just let them climb the wall because the DC is so low that it's like it's not really worth having them. Roll. That's the thing so, I was referring to. I do have an answer to this, but I'll let you all. So I, yeah. I do something similar where I it depends on the situation. If I think that you're actively doing something and you're trying to do it fast, I'll make you roll for it. However, I will also generally say you'll succeed. So like, for instance, a lock pick, like if you're if you're picking a lock and you don't meet the DC, but I your abilities would make me believe that you're gonna be able to pick this lock eventually, I'll just make you take longer. It, it won't take the six seconds that it normally would. It'll take like a minute, maybe five, maybe right, 10. Yeah. Uh, you know, depending on the scenario, but like if that's, uh, and I'm pretty sure the DMG talks about this one specifically or another book that I've read. I believe it's actually uh, in the player's handbook. I mean, it, it might be. The things uh, that should DMG. be in the DM, it is in the DMG? Okay. Yeah. Hey, where, you know, if you're picking a lock and you're trying to do it without getting caught by the guards and then the guards walk around the corner, you know, this, the, you not making the check means the guards have spotted you and now the situation has changed so like it is entirely you know dependent on the scenario when i make you guys make checks in our friday game it's usually because i'm like all right well they're actively trying to do something so like you know this will happen but like if i think that something is obvious in your investigation or your perception will reveal it to you i'll just say that you see it because i mean honestly why why wouldn't you see something like that like, you know, it, this is a really silly example. Don't roll it's not, unless it's relevant. It's, you know, I mean, yeah, pretty if much. the outcome is like, if nobody cares about the outcome, don't I bust mean, the you dice care about the outcome. But, but like it, it would be like if I made you guys roll to see the storm clouds above you when you were right. approaching the island, like that would be silly because you can see them. They're right there. It's not like you have a well, roof over you. Well, and also, let's say you did have us make a check nothing interesting comes out of failing that check right like if nothing we like if you comes had out us make a check either. to notice the storm clouds like, and then we failed the check you would just go okay well i guess there's just cricket noises right like nothing exciting yeah. happens from us not noticing some storm clouds so it's not yeah. relevant and nobody cares about the outcome don't use the dice 
However, if you're still sailing and it's a massive storm and you guys like barely notice it in time because the person in the crow's nest isn't doing their job or right. that, people are paying that attention, where the outcome then it's matters. interesting. Yeah. So it, 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 it it's just like it ultimately depends on the situation, you know, making your players roll for a situation that they could easily resolve within a few hours or so. Like, yeah, if you want to make them do it faster, sure, let them roll. But like, if they're not asking, you say, oh, it'll take this much time. And then usually your players will respond. Well, can we do it quicker? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. I For me, well, Isaiah, Matt, I'll let you go first because I feel like I'm going to I'm going to go off on this because I've thought about this particular subject quite a lot. I'll, I'll let you two first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my answer is not that much different than other people's it's it's pretty similar if it doesn't matter i don't make people roll for it if it does matter it depends on a few factors if so let's say they just have a really high base stat right like if if it's like oh a a poison tarp was flying at your head and i'm like okay well the dc would be 15 and they have a, let's say a 15, right? They have uh, plus five to their decks, but they don't have proficiency in acrobatics. I'll still make them roll for it, right? Because it's like you you have good skill overall, but you're not, this is not something that you're practicing. This is just something that you have a natural talent in. In that instance, I will probably make someone roll for it. But if they have something like expertise in their acrobatics i'll just say that you you know fucking neo from the matrix do the bullet time lean back dodge right yeah, yeah. Uh, there are uh, there are some instances where i will allow an automatic success even in a time of peril if someone should just be that good at it and you know they are absolutely outstanding circumstances you like you need to have a ridiculously high modifier for me to even think about allowing it and even then there's like it really depends on the situation yeah there, there's that yeah. thing again it depends on the situation yeah you know? yeah i mean okay hold on i need just just need to cut in real quick the situation? Situation? no i couldn't stop thinking it i couldn't stop thinking i'm sorry oh, i'm sorry for the internet goodness. i'm referencing a really dumb video and i just i just couldn't let it go but yes agreed the yeah the, the situation of the like the circumstances always like you can't be you can't be a hundred percent hard and fast on on this because circumstances is always going to make little adjustments Mm-hmm. So you can have general rules, but specific scenarios are always going to affect yeah, overall, it. Yeah. It depends Matt. on the situation. Yeah. No, I mean, I, honestly, I don't really have much that besides that. One thing I will say, though, please, player uh, DMs and players out there, look at the Dungeon Master Guide, page 244 to 255. Look at Social Encounters page. If a like it has a really good structure of social like encounters and like how NPCs will treat players. And this is going back to the point for a sec. If a player ends up talking with someone and having like actually talking and has a good argument, please, for the love of God, don't be like, all right, do me a favor and roll a persuasion check. If the if their words are conveying enough to you, just be like, all right, cool. Or if you make a roll, just put the DC at like five. Don't tell them. Just be like, oh, bro. Oh, geez, you're going to roll persuasion uh, check and they roll like a six 
Doesn't matter. They pass. Oh, like, I, fuck. I mean, I would say, usually for me, if if the DC would logically be below ten, I don't even make them roll. There's just no point. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. I would say though, just, I did. So I kind of disagree with you there, Matt. Yeah. I think when you're dealing, I do know the section you're referring to in the DMG. And I do know that everyone likes to bring that up like, oh, there actually are mechanics for the I. I know those mechanics exist. They're kind of whatever, because the, the, the situation those mechanics are describing is so ingrained with how people run social encounters anyway. Like people are already doing that and don't even realize they're doing it. So it's kind of like, I mean, if you want to read it just to think about it, it's fine. But when it comes to the idea of the persuasion check thing, even if you make a really good argument, if a person, if an M if an NPC you're talking to is on on the fence, then they're on the fence. You know, like like if you obviously if you make a because for me, the really good argument, the really good argument is not giving you the success, the success. The really good argument is giving you the opportunity to make the role. Because if you make a shitty argument, I'm not even going to let you roll. It's just a no. You know what I mean? So I'm giving you the opportunity for the roll. And then if there's some outstanding circumstance on top of that, then you start getting into the realm of like, maybe you have advantage or maybe you just automatically succeed. But if you're just making a compelling argument, I if a character's on the fence, they're on the fence about a situation, you know, like you can't. It depends on the NPC. It depends on the situation. Yeah, this like is, this is literally going to be the title of the episode. It depends. Depends. It depends. depends. Yeah, I mean, I I would but, say. But to roll. It depends. The other important thing with the persuasion the thing, though. The other important. This is important with the persuasion situation. Is we've been saying situation too much. Um, <laughs> the situation. With, yeah, but huh? with, with the persuasion thing is like you as a player are not expected when you make an athletics check to then also lift your your table to prove that you can like do athletics, right? So I'm not gonna say to the player, you didn't make a good enough argument. No, no persuasion check for you or nothing. Like if the player just describes, hey, I'm playing a bard who's got a really high persuasion, they would know how to say this better than me. Like I'll, I'll hit these general points in my argument. Can I just make a check to see if they and then I will describe afterward if they succeed the check. Oh, you make a really compelling and eloquent argument, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like so you don't I don't want to have to tie your actual ability in real life to argue with people to the game situation, especially if you're playing a character with a 20 charisma and you have a 10 charisma IRL. Right. Like so. Right. I, I could see that. That's I, important. I think it's more. Yeah, I know. I, I think it again, it depends. I'm going to stop saying that. It, I yeah, think right? it's more fun, though, to ask a player, be like, hey, all right, DM, can I persuade the uh, can I persuade the bartender to lower the price of my drink? All right, cool. What do you say to him? Because it engages the, you know, the, the player more, I think, into like the role, role play aspect, even if they say, I don't know, um, uh, like even if they give they spitball something, at least gets them gets them thinking. And if they can't uh, yeah. come up with anything, then yeah, you'd be not. And you're like, all right, yeah, sure. But I, all right, I think here's my counter. My counter yeah. argument, Matt, though, is uh, awkward players who are not comfortable. <laughs> that's fine. Well, well, that's, so, that's again, you get. Oh, sorry. Go, no, go for it, dude. No, no. Oh, well, I was going to say, well, so to me, right? More often than not, if a player does make a really, really compelling argument, like one that is almost completely foolproof, yes, it depends on the, on the NPC. But most people, if they're being told, like, Hey, look, 
this is how this is going to happen. You know, you provide them with evidence and be like, it's happened X amount of times with X amount of people and X amount of situations. If you do this same thing, it's probably going to happen to you. Yes, people can be like obstinate and they can be like, no, no, it's not. But when it counts for your life, like right, if you're like, hey man, don't go down that valley. There's orcs over there. They are going to fuck your shit up if you go down there. Here's right? my whiteboard flow chart of how it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah if, you're like, <laughs> if you tell a guy, don't go into that valley, it's bad news. You know, that's where it's like, uh, make a persuasion check, right? Like. He has no reason to believe you. You're just saying don't do a thing. And if you're like, hey, don't go over there. That I would say this even less, right? Like, don't do that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Fuck you. No, I'm going to do it anyway. Or if you're like, hey, don't go down there. There's orcs. Then it's like, OK, make a persuasion check. And then if it's, hey, don't go down there. There's orcs. There's about 30 of them. They're all armed to the teeth. They've got some weird tactics that they're that orcs don't usually use. They've got some siege engines. It is really bad down there. We just lost the caravan two days ago. That's where I would be like, the guy would be like, oh shit, thanks man. Like that's, yeah, no, hell well, no, I'm not going down like there like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's that it's that awkward thing where I can't shoot fireballs in real life, but I can make a good argument in real life. So it, it becomes that awkward thing that, that your player, or sorry, or sorry, that you as a player, this is one of the few things you can actually do well at the table where normally you can't do the other things at the table. So it does become a weird balancing act of do I ask for dice? Do I not ask for dice? Is the argument compelling enough? Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. It's very tricky because there's a lot of things your characters are generally doing. And then you also get into the realm of if my player, my my character pulls a gun, you know what you're playing Vampire the Masquerade, your character pulls a gun on a cop and starts like talking shit. You as a player can talk the shit, but you can't actually point a gun at your GM. Uh, I mean, well, you could, but you shouldn't. <laughs> I let's not let's so, not get onto tabletop yeah. horror stories, please. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you have to account for my character's doing a thing I can't actually do right now, but also I'm informing what the character's saying, and I can actually talk right now. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it is definitely that particular subset of playing any tabletop is a tricky, it's it a is, tricky it little is, subset. Yeah. It is, yeah. I think it's player by player, honestly. It's hard. And yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, it ends up being that like it goes even further into it depends on the situation because the player is such a pivotal piece of that. Yeah. Because a player and I like I, I think you should always reward good role playing. So like if a player gives a, a huge speech, then you know what? Maybe I'll let you do the role with advantage. Maybe or advantage. I'll or give you a yeah. bonus of some sort. Hell, you might not even have to make the role depending on I how mean, good I it have was had, and who you're I talking have had to. A situation where a player was uh, like, or I, I, how do I? Whew, wow. Sorry, train left the station for a second there on Logic Town. I've had okay, a situation where a player has made such a good argument uh, with a character who was completely obstinate, right? But they made such a good argument that it went from a situation of there's no way you can convince him to mm, you can roll for it, I guess. He might be convinced that was a strong argument. So, you know, I have allowed that too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, well, that's it, where you use the, you know, the D and D social encounters, and it's like, oh, he wasn't different, but now he's friendly. Yeah, I just think those charts are kind of goofy and dumb. 
I'm I know, honest. but they're easy to use. They feel and... too they feel too number crunchy for something you can't really apply like math to, you know? I you know what? so there's only three I think, DCs. I think Sorry, the, I know, but the one that, that never mind. gets me more than the persuasion is always the intimidation. Yeah. Oh, that one is I... such a nightmare to, to do as a player, but also to as a GM. Yeah. Right, because like, despite how I feel in person about the subject, I've had several characters who are totally fine with torture. Right, like one of the player, one of the characters I played was an interrogator, but I didn't put a lot of my stats into intimidation or charisma. Really, like the character was kind of low charisma. It was a, uh, it was actually the same character in the uh, the the you know the golem and the acid and shit like that. And he had okay charisma, but like, you know, a plus three to your intimidation at 14th level, it doesn't mean a whole lot, you know? Uh, And there was several times where I've like blown a hole in someone's hand, a la like Legend of Ox Magina. And the GM was like, roll intimidation. And then I failed and they were like, they're not intimidated. I'm like, I just shot off I... three of their fingers. What oh, are you, you think you're a tough about? guy blowing off my hand yeah. like that? God, I... what a bitch. I... <laughs> I think, so a situation like that, I think that's where you say, okay, so you failed the role. It's not that they're not intimidated. It's just that they're obstinate, right? Or they're not like, they're not going to give you the information because they're still holding on. But like yeah. that, that's like, they're not afraid of you. I don't know. That, that's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it yeah. seems unreasonable this, this to say they're not intimidated. Me, someone's tied me up and hurt me yeah. real bad. Like, this yeah. is not something yeah. I could just, oh, magical way. Like, in right. yeah, use restoration. You could, you could say, like, he's not intimidated, but he's now doubling down on his refusal to, like, to say the information you want or something because he's just he's just angry or something. Right, you like it's like the failing forward thing, or it's like yeah, you the context the role, however, exactly. No, that's exactly what it is, Matt. It's failing forward. Now. The yeah. context has changed. It is failing forward. That's ex- yes, correct. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Matt. How do you know about that? How do you know about failing forward? Where did you hear that? Because I watched a Matt Colville video. Ah, Matt Colville's <laughs> taking that from other oh games. God. Guess what? Games mention failing forward a lot. You know Take another okay, shot. Josh? I'm gonna die. Yeah, you know you know Dungeons you know and okay, Dragons. Yeah, yes. You know what's okay, Josh? Stealing. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm not I'm not tabletop RPGs. Do not uh, yeah, no, don't, don't steal. Don't, don't rob IRL. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I know. I'm not shitting. I'm not I'm not shitting on on Matt stealing the idea. I just think it's fine. Kind of funny that Matt, like Matt, the person who only plays D&D, finally mentioned something that is outside of it. <laughs> but anyway. So remember, guys, episode two. What did I say? Steal from everything. Steal, Correct. F- steal from books. Yeah. Steal from. It's it's a good. It's a good idea. Yes, but it'll um, help you advance your game state. Wow. I yes. Steal but from I, other games. Yes. I wanna I wanna mention because I didn't say anything about like the passive checks situation. Uh huh. So we we've kind of been talking about passive checks this whole time, like sort of indirectly. The thing with with passive checks slash automatic automatic successes for me is Sam, I think you said this. The most important thing is, is if there is pressure on the situation, mm-hmm. 
sense of urgency. Yeah, if there is a sense of urgency and time and stuff like that, then I'm generally in the camp of you have to make a check because you're trying to do it fast and under pressure. But if there's no sense of urgency, then generally that's when I start looking at passive checks and saying like, okay, is this person skilled so skilled at this thing that they will eventually just be able to do this? You know, your barbarian with eight in athletics has an 18 passive athletic score. If there's nothing else affecting him, he will eventually just get up the damn mountain because he's a beast, right? And also, side note, players like being able to do it, it's kind of funny because people are like oh rolling dice is fun rolling dice is fun but it is also kind of fun to say to the gm hey gm i have a 20 intelligence i'm so big as brain is can i just solve this and the gm go you know what you right you are that fucking big brain you just get this and that's like fun which is funny because it seems like it wouldn't be fun because you're not rolling any dice or doing anything but being able to just like point at your character sheet and be like give give now is like actually really fun sometimes so being able to be like, yeah, my barbarian is such a fucking muscular badass. He just climbs this sheer cliff in like 30 minutes. That actually could be a good time. Well, yeah, so it's it's rewarding the it's rewarding the, the build that you've given yourself. Right, it's rewarding right? your build. It's rewarding, and, and, it, and yeah. it's reinforcing the fictional idea you have about your character, right? Because if you built a barbarian, you probably want them to be big and strong. So saying, oh, yeah, you get to just climb the wall is reinforcing that. Yes, they are indeed a big, strong badass. So it, yep. it, it's fun. Uh, so well, what if I know. made a Dex Barbarian? Uh, you're wrong if you made a Dex Barbarian. Anyway, moving I, on. No, I love Dex Barbarians. <laughs> They're fucking amazing. I, I, you're not wrong, but I don't know. I just, uh, in my head, I just, uh, I'm sure that, I've never thought that much about it. I'm sure I could think of a way to make a Dex Barbarian that would be really fun to me. I've just not that thought that deeply about it. Who's, I don't know. Uh, I just think of big hammer, big axe, big sword. Exactly. Who is what? the uh, <laughs> the the female main character from Princess Mononoke? Oh, uh, oh, um, uh, fuck! What's her name? Is it Mononoke? Mononoke? <laughs> maybe no. It's not. Maybe, no. maybe. it's oh. not. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she's basically a Dex barbarian. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah, yeah. like she's 100 percent Dex barbarian. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a Dex um, totem barbarian. Yeah. Uh, with the wolf, the wolf spirit totem. So, uh, uh, her name is San. San. Yeah. There you go. So, all right, here's my question, Josh. How would things like proficiency and expertise play into that? Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Expertise? If you're a rogue with expertise, bro, yeah, of course. If, you, if Let's say you have a passive 20 stealth because of your expertise. Yes, you can sneak through the noble's manor. I'm not going to bother making you make checks. You're such a giga chad at sneaking. What's the point? You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, 100%. Again, as long as there's not something bearing down your throat, I think that's the most important part, you know? Well, so I, that was kind of my question. Is there a situation where you could have a modifier so high that even if something is looming over your head that you could still do it passively? Um, Like, if you've got a... Hmm, if you've got a 26 investigation... I heard Like a passive a 26, 26 investigation... investigation I, yeah. I don't even have you roll because the DC would have to be like 30. So, yeah, I get what you're getting at. So here's what I'm here's my here's, I think, how I would generally handle that is. So you have a passive 26 investigation. So obviously you're fucking the ultimate Sherlock Holmes. 
I think if it's a situation that's urgent, like, let's build a situation. You're in a room, you need to find a key to get out of the room, and there's a, a group of mind flayers like coming down the hall that are about to bust in and like murder the shit out of you. So I would still have you make a check because that urgency is there. You're doing it under pressure. You're not able to take a minute and think. But because your stat is so high, even if you fail the check, I would probably still give you something that you wouldn't get normally, you know? So like, yeah, you fail the investigation check. You don't find the key, but you do realize that from the layout of the room and where some of the objects are that, oh, you could make like a trap or not a trap. You could make like a barricade um, and you could do this and that in the room and then that'll give you more time. Like I'll give you something extra even though you failed, I think is generally how I'll handle that. Because even the most skilled people in the world, right? Like if we think, if you think of like UFC fighters, they're, they're the most skilled fighters in like our modern era. Even they sometimes because of the pressure of a fight, fuck up even though they know they're like how to do a triangle hold, they fuck it up because of the pressure of the fight, right? The opponent is particularly threatening or it's a guy who has a better reach than them or his wrestling game is really strong, so they fuck it up. So it's like, no matter how good you are, there's still a chance you fuck up. The difference being is if the UFC fighter fucks up their triangle choke, they know how to fix the scenario after they fucked up. Whereas if someone who's only like just getting into jujitsu fucks up the triangle hold. They don't know what to do next, right? They're like, I, I, my one trick I didn't do correctly. What do I do now? So I think that's the difference for me for okay. the most part. Right. And I think, yeah, I think that's something that you could reasonably do most of the time. You know, I think it's rare that there's a situation where you couldn't do that. So, yeah, I think that's generally how I handle it. Because. <laughs> Yeah, it is a thing. I mean, like like we said, the whole passive checks and everything like it's it's relevant. It's a mechanic and it's not even an optional mechanic, by the way. It's a mechanic that's built into. It's not like a variant rule or anything. It's built into the game. So you should totally acknowledge it. Yeah, I think I think that's all I was. I think. Yeah, so that was, that Josh, was kind of what, my whole point there. What, <laughs> what, if I, what if I just wanted to open a door? What you I just you know, you're going to have to roll strength for that. That's a great point, Matt. That's a great example. Anyone who's watched Critical Role. Uh, all right, Matt Mercer, you're getting put on blast right now. Sorry, bro. Love you, but you're getting put on blast for oh, this one. Oh, no, we're getting canceled by the I don't critters. give a shit. Critical uh, Role's getting put on blast. No, sorry. Matt Mercer's getting put on blast for this, not Critical Role. Anyone who, any of you listeners, anyone who's watched Critical Role, if you know there's a scene, uh, maybe 30 some odd episodes in, it's the Briarwood arc, if you know what that means. They really do it in the animation, too. They do it in the animation, too, because it was a funny moment. Matt Mercer has his players make a check to try and open a door. I believe the exact situation was the door was barred by something, and they were trying to, like, get it out of the way to get into, like, a church building. There was no urgency. There was no monsters. Nothing was going on. It was just Vax and Scanlan. It was just two characters. They were present. No, I think Percy was there, too. It was just yes. the two or three characters. They were present. Nothing was happening. They were trying to get into this building. I think they were trying to find something like it wasn't a situation where they were like sneaking. 
There was no, the weather wasn't, the weather was normal. There was no monsters, nothing. He had them make, I think it was like five or six different checks because they kept failing. Don't do that. Don't do that shit. It was, it was fine at the time because the players were laughing. Matt Mercer made it into like a goof. It was fine. It came up as a joke later. So like nobody was mad, but don't do that. No, do not, do not have them make a check to open a door. I understand what he was doing. He's like, oh, well, the door's barred. It's like, yeah, but it's not worth having them make f f like three or four sleight of hand checks or whatever the hell. I didn't even remember exactly what he did, but it was like way too many rolls of the dice. Don't do that shit. That shit. Don't have your players roll to take a piss. I yes, I, I agree. I mean, I do think. Yeah. So I do th to play devil's advocate here because I, I do, you know, for the most part, I do agree with you on this end. There were other things that the players were trying in that point, right? Like Percy tried to climb through the window. I feel like it's one of those things where maybe, and you know, not that I know, but maybe the, the point was that they, maybe Matt wasn't thinking that they would try to go through a barred, a door barred from the other side, you know, a door, a door literally made to be, you know, you can't break through it. Um, maybe, but if that's the scenario, then just, just pause the game and say, guys, don't like stop fucking around with this. This is not I wasn't intending you for the mess around with this. Just there's there's another way. Just ignore this. You know what I mean? And like, just say, my immersion I mean, it, it, in that. end, yeah, I was going to say uh, to that end, it, it is an entertainment show. Like, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it is, but it's also a game for your players. You got to kind of, you know, got to kind of split the difference at a certain point. Yeah, I suppose it's, it's one of those things where maybe like maybe talk about it over break after the fact, but you could do that. Yeah, at this point, though, I think because he, he, he's done the, the door thing, even in campaign three, I think it, this is just a, a, this is a goof and hill that he is going to die on. And, oh, yeah. You know, now I, it's I, a I respect joke. The chutzpah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that he's made it a joke, it's fine. But that particular scene when it wasn't even a joke yet, I was just like, what the hell are we doing? I got actively annoyed. Like, I remember getting actively mad about that. What? Yeah, no, I, I was actively mad because I was like, why are we why are we putzing around with this stupid shit? Like it became funny. I was so say, I let it go. But in the moment, while I was listening to it, I was like, I was genuinely annoyed. Yeah, I, no, I think I, I, I was annoyed I was... because I'd be, I've I've seen and or been in those spots and they just they're so aggravating sometimes as a player that you're like, I don't even know what to like. You know what I mean? Just I, get, I do, because I've also you, been in those spots, but I think yeah. the, the the mood of it is what stopped it from being annoying, right? I, obviously, yeah. it was a goof on all ends. So it, like, it, it is, yeah. Eh. You're, you're not wrong. It's just one of those things where you get to this mental point while you're playing that you, like, as a player sometimes, you just want to, like, flip the table and be like, I don't know, I'm done talking. I'm going to let you guys fuck around. You know, and it, like, you just don't want to engage at a certain point because you get so frustrated. And I'm yeah. not saying I'm not saying that's what's happening, but I know it can get to that point sometimes. From the player side uh, or the DM side? Player side. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think to that end, I advocate for this a lot. It just try other shit. Right, like if if you're if you're smashing your head against a, a door in this right. case, change, but a the, wall, change the situation. Change try the new strategy. Just do shit. Yeah, because eventually something is going to have an effect. Yeah, like Sam and Matt and Josh will all know. Like if I can't, if my plan A fails, I've got about twelve other plans that I'm willing to try until something sticks. 
And well, I'll just keep coming up with more because, you know, it, it's something's going to work, right? Like if I can't brute force my way through, I'm going to figure some shit out. Right. Yeah, I, I had kind of a situation, not exactly, but like in uh, spoilers kind of for Icewind Dale or Rhyme of the Frostman. There's a part where you're doing a trial and the trial is basically about like endurance. And we fought it was two frost giant skeletons. And every time we take them down, they'd come back up. Not fully HP, but they'd come back at zero. It wasn't even like the zombie mechanic where the zombie rolls a con save and all that. No, they would just come back up at the beginning of their turn, like back at one HP and, you know, do whatever. So we're like, okay, beat them down, nothing. All right, fire damage, nothing. All right, throwing a boulder on top of them so their bones, like, you know, you can't heal back, nothing. Uh, take the different pieces of the bones to the far sides of the room so they can't like heal together. Nope. They're just magnetized back together. And it's like, fuck, what are we doing? Until the, the cleric was like, I throw a, a radiant damage spell. And it's like, cause they're zombies, right? That'll, surely that's gotta work. And it finally did, for the love of uh, God. But like, it's like one of those situations where it's like just going through, you know, just like trying just trying to think it out and trying to be like, all right, like yeah. what the hell haven't we done yet yeah yeah that's valid i mean i can understand the frustration there but i can also there, there is at least some fun in that particular oh, yeah, example no. yeah we weren't mad um, we were mostly just like what you know the, yeah. the meme of like why won't you stay down old why man why won't you die yeah yeah it's ah crap i had a thing oh oh so it, it's also worth pointing out to sort of jump off what isaiah and matt just said there are also a lot of GMs who get mad with the quote unquote dogpiling problem where it's like, OK, can I kick open the door? All right, make a check. Oh, it fails. Can I try again? OK, fine. Can I try again? Uh, OK, can I try again? No, you can't try again, you know, and I think something that's worth pointing out is it's OK to say to your players, hey, go ahead, make the check. OK, you failed. Can I try again? No, you have to do something different to make another roll right you yeah. can't just keep the the door is maybe a bad example because hypothetically you could just keep repeatedly kicking a door but that's where you as a dm have to then think about all right what can i do to change this scenario up so right, that they can't you just keep kicking the door yeah because you don't want all right fighter kick down the door fails the check okay uh barbarian come down kick the door fails the check okay yeah, ah, yeah. shit I mean, uh war right, so what you have to so what you say to your players <laughs> is hey you have to do something actively different. You can't just keep making the same check over and over and over. Or yeah, even yeah. if it's the same check, as long as you're doing something different in the fiction, that's fine. You know, like, well, oh, can I try and like rip the window off its hinges? OK, that's another athletics check, but it's a different thing fictionally. So that's fine. I was going to say, I think it's worth stating that, like, I think you can absolutely force a, a change in the scenario by saying, like, you can't do it because like, if we're going to do the kicking the door down, right? If they fail miserably, uh, or you know, you know what, not even, let's say if they fail by like a point or two and that they do it again and they fail again, I think it's perfectly valid for you to like, you would know based on the fact that you kicked this door twice with as hard as you can and you could, you know, Captain America rip a log in half with your bare hands. It's just you get the happening. feeling that this door might just be reinforced from the other yeah. side. Yeah. Right, so you can't yeah, make yeah. any more like if you can make a million checks in the world. Yeah. You're probably you gotta, not able to kick the damn thing down. Got to do something different. Yeah. 
I've done that myself several times and just being like, you get the feeling oh, yeah. that like you are not, not gonna be able to brute force this open or you're not gonna be able to use a conventional lock pick to open this. Like there was one where my players were, uh, they were trying to to, to get into a, a door that was locked. And again, I'm gonna keep bringing this up because I have to just in case people hop in at a later episode, my game takes place in the post apocalypse. <laughs> so they were trying to get into an, a, an armory at a police station and they couldn't. And they're like, can we pick the lock? And I was like, well, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, no, because it's locked by a key lock. But I was like, what, what the hell, right? They can try to do like the, the Resident Evil afterlife and like shove a needle in the key lock and just crank it to break it open. I was like, sure, I'll, I'll at least give him the opportunity. <laughs> do the Han Solo shoot the lock. Yeah. And, and I was like, it's going to, they're going to need a natural 20, but you know, and they didn't get it, obviously, because this is a stupidly high roll. And I was like, you get the feeling that you're going to need a key card of some kind. Uh, and they were like, you know, that stopped them from being like, can I? Oh, not sure. No, that's not true. That didn't stop them because they were like, can I try to lock pick it? I was like, no, no, you need a key yeah. card. <laughs> yeah, cut that out. Exactly. You just got to be like, no, we're not making unnecessary rolls for no reason. What if I'm better at lock picking than that guy? No, I, I do have I just, this is this is not a call out. This, this is just a thing of endearment. One of my players, she forgets things every now and again, and that's fine, right? Like Hellscapes is not D&D like there's things you got to keep track of. And her motto, whenever she has to roll for something that she might not have the item for or she might not have proficiency in, she's like, uh, I have lock picks. And it's like, yes, you do. That's very nice, honey. Now make the roll picks. You're gonna need mechanics tools for this. And she's like, but I have lockpicks. I'm like, yeah, but you need pliers. So no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So no. Got him. It's very fun. And whatever she <laughs> says it, I'm just like, got him. Yeah, you do. It's not gonna help you though. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice, I think nice. I explained the rolling to take a piss joke on the last episode, so I'm not gonna get super into that one. But um, you did, yeah. I just yeah, it reminds yeah. me of one one particular situation that I I experienced as a player, where uh, we were trying, we were going through town, we were trying to figure out this this investigation. I brought this up, I think, in episode one or. or Whenever I bring up tragic backstories, we had to we basically had to play through our downtime. Like we didn't have downtime, we had to do every every day of our downtime. Every minute of it. Or like yeah, like our downtime was supposed to be a week, and then it yeah. went to a month, and then it and it maxed out at nine weeks, and we had to play like every session. Sheesh. And we were very confused, but there was a bit where we were trying to figure out this investigation, and an arrow, uh, like pinged into like one of the hanging uh, signs to like a store and had a note on it and our, our rogue was like okay I grab it and then uh, the GM was like roll acrobatics I'm like what 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 happens if you failed can you just not get the letter down? wait wait <laughs> wait wait wait, 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 forever? wait wait he had you yeah. roll to just grab the piece of mail yeah because it was sticking oh. in the sign like eight feet in the air yeah no like, that that is an example of rolling to take a piss. We don't do that here. Yeah, no, no. it was a I, I was like, I was certainly annoyed at the time. It wasn't me. It was it was a, a, a it was Lupo. But yeah, it, I could tell he was like, what? And even I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a weird day. I, I just oof. <gasps> roll to grab the mail. I just like, who who are you? 
whose man's whose genuine man's is you <laughs> you yeah, know what that's, I mean? that's one of those things where it's like there's just there's just no that's what I was talking about where the outcome is not interesting nor will it change the scenario in any meaningful way so dice don't need to hit table you know like failing or not failing are about as equally interesting in that scenario you grab the letter or you don't grab the letter right like it's not there's nothing going on mm. <laughs> just don't there was bud you know who you are and again i know you don't do this shit no more but i gotta bring it up and putting you on blast i'm doing it uh Look, it's seemed, good to learn from past mistakes yeah i mean i, I mean yes but i feel like just it's, the, it's also this, good to use examples so that listeners can actually like see situations where we've dealt with this in the past or they might be able to recognize something that they've dealt with in the past so like you know we can we can apologize for that all all we want but like examples are examples there's a reason why i brought up the the auras you know making constant constitution saving throws it's not because i wanted to put josh on blast but it's a perfect example of where the players and the dm were disappointed because they were constant rolling yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, you're right. But the 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 situation in question was that 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 GM very much was like every kill was a how do you want to do this? And dear viewers, listeners, Ugh. I personally don't like if you're gonna do the whole Mercer, how do you want to do this thing? Power to you. I think it's a cool way to let your players get in on some of the action and setting a scene, and it's it's their little taste, right? It's their little hint of like. You have the power now. What do you do? That being said, I do not think you should use it for every kill. I think you should save it for big kills and boss fights and like, you know, not 20 kills if you want to be real spicy, because and I brought this up uh, God knows how many episodes ago when you put players in the spot like that. A lot of the time, unless they're, you know, super good about it and they're super proactive, they're going to freeze up and it just slows the game down exponentially. Uh, This particular GM did the how do you want to do this on every kill? And then he, he would make us roll to see if we got to do the, how do you want to do this? Oh, what? what? I, yeah. So uh, if you were like, you know, if you're like a, a, like a sword master and you kill the guy and he's like, how do you want to do this? And you're like, oh, I do like a, like a, like a, like a crazy Darth Maul spin to win windmill. And I dice him up a la Afro Samurai. He'd be like, okay, roll dexterity to see if you do it. And there's always this thing of like, but but I got the kill. Like you just gonna He's take already this moment dead. from me. You, you and, asked and, me. and that's another and again, that's another great example of the outcome is not interesting if you fail. Right? I it, it's not even it's not <laughs> even that. It's literally you're handing the player the ability to do something, and then you just take it away immediately yeah. like <laughs> it, it's not even it's not even the outcome what it's even, literally like here's your player agency this is mine now what even is the outcome of a failed role in that scenario you just don't do it i guess yeah like it, kill, did it, it ever happen yeah it happened quite a bit actually i i to this day, i don't even know if the, like how the, the dcs were re- resolved if there was even a dc or if it was just that the higher you roll the cooler you look but it was uh, basically like if you were like okay i want to you know, if it's like, oh, I want to, if uh, uh want to split someone like toe to balls, sorry, like forehead to balls with my greatsword, <laughs> it would just be like, okay, it gets like stuck in their head. It's like, but that's not what I want it. But they're what? still dead, though, right? Yeah, yeah like they're see, still dead. But it was, so it was that thing where it <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, a, it doesn't, 
that that outcome is what not like why like that's not fun or interesting for anybody so it doesn't no yeah it's yeah, like you I, can't there's I, no point i mean yeah i to be fair though like i do the how do you want to do it at the end of every combat it's i usually save it for whatever the last kill is well, I just, so that's, what I, so, that's what i was saying right it yeah. shouldn't be every kill but it should be at the end of combat a big enemy yeah. i just feel it out sometimes i do sometimes i don't <laughs> If I haven't done it in a while, I'll be like, hey, you want to you want to do the thing? And then sometimes I don't. I just kind of feel it out. I'm not even really specific about it. And sometimes sometimes if I'm trying to, like, speed things up a little bit, I'll do it for the player, but I'll give it to them, them again later down the road. You know? Yeah. yeah well, like, I've already said this on podcasts. Like, I just tell my players, I'm going to do it for you unless you specifically ask me. Yeah, that works, too. Yeah, there are there are a few other really interesting things that happened in that game that were were very like why like i remember at one point someone natural 20 to an enemy and we were like rescuing some civilians from bandits and someone like caved bandits head in and the civilians were like no get away from us you're like a murderer because he natural 20 and we were like what but we just i I'm wait, so confused. Uh, it's like Superman saving it? the day, but he's covered in blood. So they're like, they're <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it was, that's what get it was. away from us, you <laughs> alien. And it's like, I just literally saved you. You know what? That's it. I'm pushing the sun back into the planet. Yeah, wait, you're now, was, is it, was it a situation where the player was trying to be non-lethal and then they took that away with the nat 20? No. So, like, I mean, I also don't think that you should be doing that either, TBH, because if yeah, anything, no, a natural 20 means that you are even more successful at being non-lethal. Right, right. No, but it was like a he, like the, the the player had a, um, a a great club or like a warhammer. They had a bludgeoning weapon. I remember specifically being a bludgeoning weapon. Something blunt. And he caved the dude's head in, and he was like, "I Gallagher the guy." Uh, <laughs> oh shit! That's and awesome. because he Gallagher the dude, blood splattered everywhere, and the people like that we just saved wanted nothing to do with us. And they were like, they weren't plot because it was just a random encounter. But we were like, why are you making us feel shitty for getting a cool? Yeah. What? So it like, got there's... so bad yeah, that right. I would, whenever I got the, how do you want to do this? My player, my character would just be as quick and efficient as possible. Just like shove the barrel under some, because you know, character had like gunslinger like abilities. So it would be like, just shove gun under man chin, pull trigger, say bye. Like, yeah. I was very yeah. just like quick, efficient and no bullshit. I mean, I could uh, see like doing something like that with the villagers if there was like a reason for like, like, you know, the beginning of the new Batman movie where. No, I I, I, I want to watch right. it. Don't you do. All right. Fuck. I, I just going to say something like that happens in the in the beginning of the movie. And for that, it was to show that Batman, you know, makes people very afraid. He, that's his whole thing. Fear. So, like, I yeah. could understand if that was what the DM was going for with the villagers. Where he's just like, yes, you you save these villagers or whatever. But the way you did it maybe was a bit harsh or like, again, Gallaghering a guy. So these commoners, even though you saved them, they probably were like, oh, God, get your, don't hurt me. They were just like being dickheads. You're like, all right, we we saved you guys. All right, you're 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 safe. And like old grandma commoner was like, get away, you ruffian and smashes you in the knee with your, her cane. Then, yeah, that's when you're like, all right, what the fuck? I just I just saved you. Why are you being so rude? Uh, yeah, <sighs> I, I understand. I understand the sentiment of being like, oh, well, the 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 commoners in question would be uncomfortable with you crushing a man's skull in. 
which is like fair, but you have to kind of strike a balance between like immediate punishment and, you know, hey, maybe you shouldn't have done it that way. It also depends on if the player was intending that to be the case or not, right? Like yeah, if they well, wanted to be really violent like that and stuff, that changes it too. Yeah, well, so to me, the way that I would basically just rule it almost all the time because I, I don't believe in punishing players for something that you tell them. Like, if you give someone the power to be like, how do you violently did, like off this guy? And then you do it just that way. Like, I don't believe in punishing somebody. Now, if you, you know, you Gallagher some dudes, I'm sorry, but I keep fucking with something on my desk so you're gonna hear that um, oh i already know if you gallagher someone that's one thing right but if the guy's like crawling away and begging for his life and then you walk up and talk about how you just you know start neganing his ass yeah if you if you uh if you do the I, if you do the percy scene where he shot the guy the stagecoach guy's fingers off and started like you know, selling his soul is going to go to hell. That's a little like, eh. yeah, to that end. That's when I would be like, yes, they're afraid of you because you're you're going out you're of going your out way of your to way. be cruel yeah. and unusual. Yeah, but I would say a quick like a quick decapitation or uh, just a fucking 12 to six split on someone. <laughs> yeah, it's gruesome, but it's not, you know, you're being efficient. You're you're doing the thing. Yeah, I wouldn't punish you for it just because yeah. it's ridiculous. Granted, it is kind of one of those fine line up to interpretation things, but yeah, tr it, you don't want to. You generally don't want to punish players just for trying to be cool, you know? Yeah, uh, we're going to push this one step farther because I got this one last thing to rant on with this in the same branch. Mm -hmm. This is a branch. This uh -huh, is just a, uh -huh. a this is a source problem that not branched a, out to a million things. Not a full tangent. No, not a full tangent. If you <laughs> ask a player, how do they want to do this? Never say. Okay, cool. What you actually do is this. Don't do I that. Think we, you, you I think we mentioned that. You said that. that. Yeah, absolutely. We've mentioned that on recording before I said. Have I? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I will say yep. if they are like, if they don't describe it as well as they like maybe wanted to, you could be like, I'll do you one better. You like you do their thing and then you just, yeah, you add some flair to it. Yeah. But yeah, don't be like, I, you know, I. 12 to 6 splits someone in half and then he goes what you actually do is you catch him sort of like in the shoulder and you like like that's not what I said like don't yeah you know it's, it's one of the things where it's like I don't care what your interpretation is like don't ask me don't give me the narrative control but you don't you just sort of hang it over my head on like on a string just don't do that uh yeah this is not a call out bud if you listen to this love you. this is yes uh Sam, got, any, got, any, got anything else to bring us back to? <laughs> uh, you know, I I just... Mm, I, I had a thought, and then, you know, Rain left the station. Yeah, um, I never went into a lot of places. And then he foregored. I, I, mean, I mean, they were relatively off topic. I, yeah, they were relevant. It's not, yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were pretty relevant. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I think we were, we were pretty good this episode we didn't tangent too hard yeah, we, we didn't talk about smoothies once no smoothies mm, uh smoothies should you roll for your player to make a smoothie no i um yes uh, if your player is trying to make us if the player is trying to make a smoothie while being shot at sure i 
Yeah. Like the cops are trying to murder them while they make a smoothie, and it's like uh, it's like an '80s action movie where like a song's rolling in the background. Then maybe. Scrimble, I'm bleeding out here. I need that healing potion smoothie. It's like if you mixed Boondock Saints with Big Lebowski, and the dude is like mixing a White Russian in his blender while there's gunshots coming over the table. Yeah. Meanwhile, William Defoe screaming about the firefight in the background. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a great. I need to rewatch that movie again. <laughs> That's a great oh. scene we just invented. Oh my god, yes. There was a firefight! For a few seconds, this place was Armageddon. <laughs> god, I love that movie so oh much. God, just, all right, this is a real tangent. They're trying oh, no. to make a third movie in that series. You no. cannot make that movie the no. way that you want it to in today's day and age. It cannot happen. I didn't even know there was a second. <laughs> it's not very good, in my That's, opinion. No, it's I mean, not. Willem Dafoe is Most only in it for the say, last five minutes. Most people uh, say that the second movie is just not as good. No, understandable. Like, multitude of ways. I watched it. It's not as good. Yeah, no. It's not very good. I've watched it as well. It's just, it's like, it's not even mid. It's just like, eh. It's just... It, it lost the magic of the original because it was a sequel for the sake of being a sequel, it feels like. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it ends with them going to prison and then Willem Dafoe is going to break them out of prison. That That's what the third movie was supposed to be. Uh, see, I see. Anyway, yep. Sam, anything you want to close this out with? Uh, yeah, dice cool. God, oh my god, this is not going to be a thing, <laughs> is it? Oh my god. I told you it was gonna happen. Dice I cool. literally said you're gonna hear annoying me players. He <laughs> did tell us. But I just cool. didn't believe him. I I believed him. I just <laughs> wished. I I hoped beyond all hope that he wasn't gonna do it. And you know, shame on me. We gave him too shame. much power. We did. Damn. You let me say it the first time. Now yeah. it's never gonna stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I I want. I'm sorry. I just. Brett, Hello. when Matt when Matt says there was a firefight, I need you to cut Willem Dafoe with the music in the background. Already done. <laughs> I need as long it. As I need not that. Not the right issue. Uh, no, but really, I, I do. I do actually have something to say. Okay. Uh, okay. Like, in, in all honesty, rolling is like a very core part of the game. Yes, I believe roleplay should be. I, I know, right? Crazy. I believe roleplay should be more more of your game but like you know some people don't like that some people like the dice rolling more but it is important to understand that sometimes the situation does not call for dice sometimes your players should just be able to do the thing sometimes it should just be a cool thing and sometimes and, and this is this is another thing if it's an impossible task and you only know that because you're the DM and the players wouldn't know that and you let them roll for it, sometimes that creates better tension because they're like, oh, yeah. I, even the good person can't do it. Holy shit, what do we do? Yeah, that makes right, it yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, so like, sometimes even though you know they're going to fail, it's still worth giving them that indicator. Yes, yes. Because it, like, don't just tell your players that they're not going to be able to do a thing because Unless it's like, I'm going to try to jump over the moon. I've it's had a like, player do that. <laughs> the door is the tree sentinel. Like, you have to come back later to open the, the tree sentinel. The tree. Tree. I, I, have a, I have a quick story. I just, I, I think this is worth mentioning. Uh, Plus, I'm not putting you on blast, but this was in your game. This is, this is the first session in, in Bustle's Fire Emblem campaign that we played in. 
uh, we met an NPC companion who became like just our little mascot for the rest of the game. She was a little half elf uh, farm girl who we actually turned into a cleric. It was pretty cool. She was really sad. So my character couldn't figure out how to, how to cheer her up. And I was like, I throw a bar stool through the roof. <laughs> and my character started that campaign with 20 strike because human. So I, he's like, okay, I roll for it. I roll a natural 20. And <laughs> I throw the bar still through the roof. And he was like, about two minutes go, before, go, far, go by before you think, oh, it's not coming back down. <laughs> and then <laughs> in the sequel campaign, there was a, when that, that, that village opened back up because it had been attacked in our first campaign, that, that my character who had become the king of that country, he went back to that bar or his son went back to that bar and there was a perfectly cut out hole in the roof that was like, it, it was like a bar, it was like a chalice toss contest for bar stools. And it was like <laughs> on the wall, it was a gold plaque that says current record holder, King Cyrus. And <laughs> that night we camped out in town and he was like, you see something shoot across the sky. For a moment <laughs> you think it could be a bar stool. <laughs> and that was like 20 years later, that bar stool still orbiting the planet. <laughs> Nice. I love nice, that nice, shit. Nice. It made no sense. It's physically impossible, but you gotta love those fucking moments so much. Yeah. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. Good times. I love that bar stool. <laughs> I love that bar stool. <laughs> That's the episode name right there. I love my bar stool. I love my bar stool. <laughs> God, they're gonna have to get all the way to the end to get the reference. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um, for that. Shit, I did have a thing I was gonna. Okay. I feel well, like at oh, the end... I don't know. Don't have your role, players roll to take a piss. That's really that's really just the crux of it for me. That yeah. shit gets me so annoyed. <laughs> that's all I got for you. I, I feel yeah. like at the end of every episode we gotta have the South Park like you know I learned something today. Music playing in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Closing thoughts, I mean... Uh, yes. There was I a firefight. There was a firefight. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this closeout this, chaos. This is the second bit. We're gonna have. There was a firefight, and X is cool. X is cool. <laughs> <laughs> On top of oh. Percy Glaxon and everything else. Oh my god! Like, uh, uh, yeah, look at all the think... merch we are gonna be able to sell. Hey. Oh god, stop. But, no, uh, okay. Yeah, I, oh my god. Percy Glaxon shooting into the air, screaming there was a firefight. <laughs> yes! Yes! Got oh, it. Put it on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, please get us out of here. I don't think I can. I don't have the power. I don't have the strength. I know what I have to do, but I don't have the strength to do it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> We're really Come on, Sam. Chaos. Do <laughs> strength do you have the strength to do it? Uh, oh, no, I don't. I rolled god. a one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> please like us, uh, like the video, subscribe, check us out on Twitter. We're also we're yeah, on, follow us uh, on Twitter so you can follow oh update God. posts and shit in case I am, you know, say something important. I probably won't, but on the off chance I do. But can you also yeah. like us personally? I need the validation. I mean, yes, I, like us personally I mean, too. That would be nice. I mean, Let's I hope that they like us personally. Like us I on like Twitter and in real life. This man right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> or follow us on Twitter. You don't like on well, you do like on Twitter. You like tweets, but you follow the account. Please follow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sam, done, no. take us out right. before someone else cuts you off quick. <laughs> I can't wait to be taken out myself. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thank you for watching. This has been the Sessions Cancelled Podcast. 
We'll see you next time. Gamers! The situation! I'm gonna kill you all. <laughs> <laughs>